Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here with G, the editor of thewrongfootball.com, and we're here to talk all things American football again this week. You rang. <laughs> uh, yeah, Halloween, wasn't it? Uh, this week we are taking a look back at our divisional pick'em competition, see how everyone's getting on. We're also uh, absolutely buzzing from our trip to Wembley this weekend as well, so uh, yeah, we haven't looked through that. And away from that, we'll be looking back at uh, Week 8's action and ahead to Week 9. So uh, how are you doing, G? You uh, over Sunday yet? Um, not really. I sort of feel playoffs slipping away into a dim, distant <laughs> memory. The season just is the most frustrating season in the world if you're a Bengals fan. It just is not terrible. It just won't quite come together, damn it. It's like the game the other day, which wouldn't quite finish. But we'll get on to that um, in, a, in a little while. So the first thing we're going to have a look at is the divisional pick'em competition to see how we're getting on with it. Obviously at the halfway stage of the season now, week eight, which is scary. It doesn't seem like ten minutes ago since we were starting the season and looking at the, uh, at the pre-season. Um, but uh, there was ten of us that have picked the uh, that picked where we thought the our teams would have or where we thought all of the teams would eventually end up at the uh, in their respective divisions at the end of the season. Um, with it being halfway through, we thought it was a good time to, to perhaps have a look and see how uh, how people were getting on. So we um, went. Quick reminder of the rules. Um, everyone obviously uh, has picked where they thought everybody's going to come in their respective divisions. Uh, we get one point for a team in the right place and a bonus point for getting everyone in that division correct. Uh, some some good scores and some not so good scores so far looking at uh, this this halfway stage. And I know it's obviously halfway through and everything could change, but uh, top three at the moment, top picker is the Miami Dolphins UK with 20 points. Uh, going long pod, uh, second with 19 points, and then I own third at 18. Uh, not so good for you, is it, G? No, I'm mid-table mediocrity, but given the volatility of the picks and the stupidness of the competition, I don't mind. <laughs> it's a little bit of a uh, it's a little bit of a crystal ball competition, I suppose, at the, uh, the beginning of the season, but it's a bit yeah, of fun. It sort of highlights for teams that sort of... Uh, uh, sort of where we thought they would be and and the ones that aren't and um there's a certain amount of luck involved and there's one or two big calls that I got horribly wrong. Um I seem to remember picking for Jaguars to win the the AFC South. That doesn't look yeah. so good, does it? Not not quite so good. Well AFC South was, was kind of one that, that that everybody sort of struggled with. Um at the minute it's uh, Texans, Titans, Colts, Jaguars and I think there was only about four or five points given out of the whole out of the whole thing that particular uh, division is just a mess yeah um, well, that's it, it you get the feeling that, that whoever um is down in the, in the um, wild cards wondering having to play a wild card game will be hoping to get the the team that comes out of there because um none of them are very convincing are they no they're, def- they're definitely not it's 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 a it's a bit of a funny division this this year because i mean they're on on, on paper the, the, the colts should perhaps be perhaps be doing better better than they are um Texans are obviously top of the division, but still not looking great. But yeah, Jaguars and Jaguars and the Titans not not particularly fantastic. Although Titans this week we'll get onto in a little bit. But uh, yeah, bit of a bit of a funny one that 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 one. And also also the NFC South as well. Um, currently uh, looking at the the Falcons heading that one up with the Buccaneers second, Saints third, and Panthers fourth. And that was another one where there was very few people have picked anybody in the right, pl- right Nobody position. Nobody saw that sort of 15-1 Panthers team winning two out of the first eight games. Just, Certainly you know. not. That's it, yeah. Not a, not a single person has put uh, Panthers anywhere other than first or second. So, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, no, no, I'll tell a lie. One person has put them third. Uh, one person did put them third. That was uh, the English Lion. Absolutely. Well, the English Lion, kudos to you so yeah. far. so far this season. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, the, the the bottom three, um, we've got Texans UK uh, with four points, uh, Books UK on six points, and the Aussie Guys on nine points. They, uh, Aussie Guys NFL podcast. So, yeah, the, the looking, uh, I suppose this is uh, one one thing I, I, want, I wanted to have a quick look at was was who's doing better, podcast uh, people or fan page people. Uh, and by about 10 points, it's the podcast people, uh, which is uh, interesting. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know whether that's to do with um, trying to cover the whole league versus just being a fan, or just I, I'm more inclined to put it up to random fluctuations. I don't, yeah. but I think we have to just keep doing this year by year and see see if the trend holds out. I guess, to, yeah, that's, to get a that's statistically a... valid model at any rate. <laughs> I said, well, I'm not going to be uh, entering it into any uh, any any sort of. Uh, scientific journals or anything like that, but no, uh, but yeah, we, could, you... <laughs> we could we could create some spreadsheets. We certainly could. well, I've got one in front of me. That's it. I we do were, like uh... a good spreadsheet. Absolutely. Um, well, people seems to be doing quite well uh, with uh, things like the the AFC North, uh, your division, um, Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, Browns. People seem to be doing fairly well on that. There was, there was I think, there's four people who have picked that uh, absolutely correct so far. Um, so pretty pretty well there. Uh, NFC East as well, which was last year. You remember the division that nobody wanted to win. Uh, currently, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Redskins. There was a couple that have got that that completely correct. Uh, and uh, the NFC West as well. Um, so yeah, some 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 interesting picks. It's, it's been a bit of a funny old season, hasn't it? I suppose. Yeah, you've got some that are going kind of to form how we thought before the season, and then some that are all over the place. And it's the sort of usual divisions. I mean, the one that mm. I'm slightly surprised was they were doing better was the NFC East because that's been fairly competitive. And I'm not sure who saw the Eagles rebounding um, this strongly, and also with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I don't think anybody saw that Prescott coming, but no. still. You know, but they got the good picks, and and we shall just see how it shapes out at the end of the season. That's it. It's been it's certainly been a funny one. It was a funny old week this week, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah. Well, let's get on to uh, to talk about the games. Right, as we said, it's been a very strange week this week in the uh, in the NFL. It was uh, quite a, a strange week of, of results. Obviously, not uh, notwithstanding the uh, the one that we that we went to at, uh, at Wembley, which we'll get onto in a in a few minutes. The first of the games this week was Jacksonville Jaguars and Tennessee Titans uh, on uh, on Thursday night. Uh, is one of the colourish games. The Tennessee Titans absolutely dominated this game. I don't know if you watched this one yet, G, but it, it was such an extremely one sided match. You made me watch this game. You set a precedent <laughs> last week where we didn't have to cover the Thursday games. And then this week, it's like, there comes the podcast notes or the text messages we share. Go, what games? I need a decision so I know what to watch. And up it comes. So, yeah, I watched it. And, <laughs> oh, man, you just the Jaguars were bad. Awful, weren't they? Really just laid a horrible leg on the road. Jalen Ramsey with a terrible late hit. Mm. Having got one last week, another fifteen yard yard um, one one just you know out of bounds and unnecessary. And was it twenty four nil at half time? It was just oh, twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, crazy. It's, it's very rare to see the Titans dominating a game like that. It's it's a long while since I think I've seen them play play like that. And yeah, there, there seems to be some development. Mariota was a bit more accurate. He sailed a few more passes, but you know he was a lot more accurate than when I looked at him early in the week. And actually, Blake Bortles, if you look at him throwing the ball, he's got this weird hitch that's come back into his throwing motion, and, and his arm almost comes down to his waist before mm. it comes over. And it's, it's no wonder he's having accuracy problems, and he's not playing like he was last year. It, I mean, I think I've mentioned before with people talking about how quarterbacks maybe aren't coached as hard as 
possibly other positions because people are worried about the face of the franchise and all that. And and yeah, you you begin to think all that positivity and good feeling towards Gus Bradley. But at the end of the day, you've got to produce results. And I certainly know how I would approach it in terms of personality and what I was doing with running the team, even though I don't have the football knowledge. But you, you have to have that coaching and you can't have that kind of thing hindering one of the key positions on your team. And it's just, they weren't great on offense. The defense was maybe going to take a little time, but to, to give up that much yardage and those, you know, that many points in the first half, it really was, yeah, everything bad. Well, it was. So another another thing bad, not to not to pile on the uh, the, the pain to the, the Jaguars, but was the running game, or or should I say, lack of the the, the leading runner was Blake Bortles with twenty two yards, but he made fifty four pass attempts. So huge, like huge loss to the to the team is 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 in that in that running running back position because clearly they've got nothing going, or they certainly couldn't get anything going against the Titans. And you don't know how much of that was game flow influenced, and how much was coming in with the, with the design of the game. Maybe how a little, much was yeah. just just the fact that um, Titans' defense has been, you know, consistently solid in the DVOA rankings this, this year. They've been fairly commonly in the top ten. I'm not sure if they they are this week, but the, I would imagine they get a bump from that kind of performance. And yeah, Blake Bortles did his usual fourth quarter comeback routine a little bit to make you know his numbers look kind of okay. But yeah, it was they were never in this game, and it was not good. Mm. On the other on the other side, though, uh, Demarco Murray for the uh, for the Titans, their running back. Had a fairly fairly solid day, 123 yards. Look, he did look at one point as though he'd picked up an injury, though. But he he, he kind of came back a, a quarter or so later. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It it's it's a funny game. I'm finding it hard to read too much into. Mm. If you see what I mean. Yeah, um, I do. I do. It, it was the one one thing that came out of the game afterwards was obviously the uh, the Jags offensive coordinator Greg Olsen got fired on on, on Saturday night and I mean given given the state of the game I can I can kind of see why yeah I mean it's interesting that if you look at um Blake Bortles numbers you sort of like 33 or 54 fringe and 37 yards three touchdowns passer rating 97.5 that you know that doesn't look too bad but it was just all late and wrong and the defense wasn't right and yeah, yeah the the running was just off and the balance is off and they've not they've just not done it all right all season and and I'm guessing that the Jaguars are what they were last year and yeah. they're not making the step that so many people thought and whether we're slightly more positive about them here because they're coming over regularly and so we get that press about them making a real effort to be you know the Union Jags and, and the commitment to London that we had extra goodwill some of it will be down to Gus Bradley being a very positive um, presence and certainly engaging with the media but it's mm. just it's just not been good. No, well, they they couldn't really get anything right. They even messed up a punt return, uh, fumbled it, um, for, only for the the Titans to, to land on the ball. So that was another uh, another nail in the coffin for them. And the game uh, ended thirty six twenty two to the Titans. So uh, we both saw it coming. We both we both picked this one correctly. Both saw the uh, the Titans w- uh, winning this one quite handsomely, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, strange, funny old game to start the uh, start the week. Um, Second game we watched was the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles playing the Dallas Cowboys. This one ended twenty nine twenty three in favour of the Cowboys. Uh, it was another game that needed overtime to decide. It was a few this week, uh, which we'll uh, we'll talk about. Uh, but it was, this was one of the uh, one of the I think it was three games that ended up going to uh, to overtime to to try and decide a winner. And this one this one uh, certainly did. Uh, it's quite a back and forth game. The Eagles would have thought they'd, they'd kind of done enough when they they took a ten point lead earlier in the early in the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't to be uh, for the for the Eagles. No, um, and you could say for chunks of the game that Carson Wentz looked like the better quarterback. Um, 
Yeah, he's, he's still struggling to kind of get that form he had at the beginning of the season, though, isn't he? Yeah, but this is a... I think, quietly, this is Cowboys' defence has enough. It's not an amazing one, but, um, you know, there's some pieces in the secondary. I mentioned Morris Claiborne, and he was making plays again. Um, Sean Lee was, was looking effective from linebacker, and they just... They didn't get a huge amount of pressure, but they were doing enough to make life difficult. And... Mm. More impressive, I think, was the Eagles' defense were were having some effect, not totally restricting uh, Ezekiel Elliott, but they kept him under a hundred yards and they caused the Cowboys some problems. But the Cowboys just kept plugging away and were a little conservative at times. But then, in the overtime, just marched down the field methodically. Almost, they looked better because they had the ball. They won the toss. And so they just ran a bit more and just ran their balanced offense and just sort of basically marched down the field until um, two Eagles defenders um, ran into each other and took themselves mm. out so that Witten was stood on his own to receive the um, game-winning touchdown. Which was which was a lovely uh, a lovely catch. But like you say, they did take themselves out to uh, kind of uh, to, to almost gift it to them. Um, they stuck with that Prescott, didn't they? It didn't uh, didn't um, see there's any any reason to to go with Tony Romo even though he was back and available. Yeah, I, I mean, they're still doing the whole, he's in training, but, you know, he's got to get fit and stuff. And I, I'm thinking that they're probably going to stick to with a hot hand. I mean, you just don't yeah. know with Jerry Jones there. You can t- totally believe that he would say, no, no, he's playing. But, you know, with how well the Cowboys are playing at 6-1, and one, you, you mm. can understand why they'd, they'd stick with the formula that got them there. Yeah, um, neither neither team looked particularly good on on, on third down, did they? they? Didn't look particularly uh, capable of, uh, of of converting. Uh, I think the Eagles got six of fifteen, and the Cowboys got four of fourteen. So, yeah, it was it was a like I say, it was quite a back and forth one. There was a fair old, fair old number of there was some good defense and some 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 moments of good offense. But, but as good as the Cowboys sort of were doing it, it, on defense in sections, um, as much as anything, I think the most dangerous player, whether he was particularly the most the best on stats but um Darren Sproles the ageless yeah. wonder with 86 yards on the ground looked dangerous every time he touched the ball yeah he, yeah he, he certainly did but one one play we haven't sort of talked about that that uh that was uh, that obviously we've is, has been shining so far for this this year for the uh, the Cowboys is Ezekiel Elliott not quite so much for him this this uh, this week was there well, yes and no. I touched on him briefly. The Eagles did quite a good job in some at some points in um, playing the run and doing different things. But you know, he, he was only just under a hundred yards, and he still had that pace and burst and got through the line a few times. Mm. And it would have only taken a few more runs for him to to or you know breaking a big one. And he did actually have a big one. I think brought back for a holding penalty, if my memory isn't playing tricks with me, which would have given him if not the 130s had last week's you know a fifth straight 100 yard game so the Eagles have done as well as anybody at containing him but even then he, he was still pretty damn impressive yeah well it's uh it went to overtime as I say Dallas uh, managed to get the, uh, the touchdown in overtime and they uh, they got the win on this game uh as did you you picked the uh, the Cowboys you were you were correct on this one so uh yeah well done in the uh what was a, a particularly poor week of picks for me I think uh joint worst four points so uh, not great <laughs> Yes, I, I'm feeling much, much happier with an eight and five week. Yeah, uh, the final game we watched, uh, and obviously we watched this one, uh, watched this one live in the stadium, um, was the, uh, the the Redskins and the Bengals. So this weekend we went to Wembley uh, to uh, to watch this one, uh, and as a diligent podcast producer, I took my uh, microphone along with me to uh, to record what our thoughts of the day were. <laughs> So we're here, we have got to Wembley, we've been here for what, about an hour, hour and a bit now, we've, uh, I, I've unfortunately uh, held everybody up in going to the, uh, the merchandise stands, G's uh, been very patient, 
uh, with me and just got some waffles. I was going to say, the important thing is that I've had waffles, That's so you know, how, we're, we're set for the game. How ironic that G had a waffle. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that, Dad, because you did it before we got food. I know, we had to do it when the mic was on. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're here, it's, uh, it's building up now. Uh, one thing that's, that's kind of stood out to me is there are a lot of Bengals fans. There's more Bengals fans here. They've come out of the woodwork, haven't they? Yeah, but they do, and plenty of other jerseys other than the typical sort of AJ Greens that, that, yeah. that I'm rocking. You know, you've seen some birth with some old school ones as well, some boomer sightings and stuff. So, yeah, and some super fans wandering around in Tigers, Tigers, sort of Tiger onesies and there stuff. Are, yeah. So, yeah, no, looking yeah. forward to it. Hoping it will be now because there's also plenty of Washington fans floating around so we, so we need to yeah, we, get, are, get off to a good start and hopefully keep them quiet there are quite a lot there are uh, a lot of uh, Redskins fans around as well uh, so go on then I'll, uh, I'll ask this question I know we, uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit on the uh, on the pod last week but uh, go on what give me your predictions for the game what do you think is going to go I hate you because you know that I'm really nervous about <laughs> about the, the, the just total Bengalsness of me finally getting to see them in the flesh, and therefore they were bound to lose. But I'm hopeful of a win. I think it'll be narrow, and I think it's going to be the best game of the three. Yeah, I think, I, I think you're right. It, it should be. Although well, the, the other two haven't been too bad. I didn't think the, uh, the one last weekend was, was I, the Giants and the, and the Rams was not exactly a pretty watch for about three quarters, and was saved by that um, pick six return. So, yeah, yeah. It was. so hoping for hoping for a good game with a bit of offense. Brilliant. Well, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're just about. About two hours away from uh, from kickoff now, so uh, yeah, let's go and uh, have a word with some people. Right, we've managed to find some uh, friendly people to uh, to say hello to. Which, uh, hello, what's, mate. what's your name? Stuart. Stuart. Stuart uh, is a, clearly a Redskins fan, so uh, quite obviously uh, the the anti uh, the antibody <laughs> yeah. of, of G who we're uh, we're here with. Uh, how's, how's it uh, going so far today? Enjoying yeah, it's been good. Good actually, nice experience. Yeah, uh, yeah been in seeing the old Lombardi Trophy in the rings. Yeah. Very impressive. So can't complain. It certainly is. Where have you come from? Uh, Worthing, down on the south coast. Oh, okay, so a little, not too, not too no, far. No, not too far. Good. Uh, how do you think the uh, Redskins season's going so far? Uh, better than I thought they would do, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. Uh, it's been a sort of an interesting year. Cousins started pretty crap, but sort of uh, <laughs> got got better as it goes yeah. along. Um, Norman seems to have settled in well. Yeah. Just we're doing all right. We're doing yeah. okay. How do you think today's going to go? Do you think, uh, think you're going to get the win today? It's actually going to be tight. Yeah. I think it is going to be tight. I'm glad that uh, Norman's playing. I'm mm. glad that uh, Jordan Reed's back as well. Yeah. Uh, without those two, I thought the Bengals would walk it. Yeah, um, I, did, I did think. I thought Norman wasn't going to, wasn't going to uh, make no, it. No, it, it looks like it's close. But we yeah. are we are missing uh, Matt Jones, so yeah. our running game shouldn't be that good, if I'm honest. Yeah. Not that it's been anyway. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Um, both teams have got flaws. Yeah. We'll see what I do. That's it. Well, brilliant. Enjoy the game. I've you too. Right, Thanks very much. Care. Cheers. All right, so we've got Matt and Daniel, we've got a Packer and a Redskin. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, how's your day going so far? Are you enjoying the day? It's awesome, yeah. Yeah? It's always good here, so... You've done a few of them? Yeah, most yeah. of the games. Yeah. It's about three, I think. So that's oh, that's not yeah. too bad, then. Not too bad. So you've been to, been to the list so far this, this year? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. How do you think this is going to stack, stack up compared to the others? Um, I thought I'd them last week. was pretty good. Yeah, the atmosphere good. inside the stadium yeah. was really, really good. So. Yeah. In terms of the game, what do you think? You think it's going to be a close one? You think it's going to be? Oh yeah, we were talking about it earlier. We think it's going to be high scoring. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to be a bit of a shootout. We think it's going to be probably in like twenty points. That's it. There's a lot of Redskins here and a lot of and a lot of Bengals as well. They've certainly uh, you've done, done well representing the teams. Yeah, they're, well, they're, they're with, with us being the away team, I think having so many Redskins fans here is a big, big favour for us. I think I'll give uh, plenty yeah. of noise for us. So. Yeah, <laughs> definitely working our favour. Right. And our resident Packer, what do you think of the uh, Packers uh, season so far? Uh, uh, this season? On and off. <laughs> on and off, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to say. The offence is a bit like... Yeah. Last week was better, but we were playing a lot of great games. The Bears aren't good this year, so... Right. Um, I guess the Cowboys, we were showing up massively, so... 
We'll still make the playoffs, I think. Yeah. It's just if we need to improve massively on offense. It's side of the ball. Falcons this week, isn't it? Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Right? Oh, it's tough. That's gonna we be a good game, man. We got cornerbacks out, and uh, we got to defend Julio Jones somehow. Yeah, um, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Um, if we were at home, I think we'd have a better chance. In, in the George Jones, gonna be tough. Brilliant. Go on then. Give us a give us a score for today. Then what do we reckon finally? I'm gonna say 23-21 Redskins. Okay. We're going to 27-20 Redskins. Brilliant. Well, enjoy your day. Have a great one. Thank you. Right, so we've got uh, Matt, Tommy and John O here. The, uh, we've got a, uh, a Buccaneer, a Seahawk and a Viking respectively. Uh, yeah, how's, how's today going so far? You having a, having a good day, everybody? Yeah, yeah. A bit yeah. chilly, but it's, uh, it's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Whereabouts have you come up from? Cambridge. From? Cambridge. Yeah. No, not, too, not too bad then. Not too bad. No, have, you no. many, have you done many of these? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I've been to about 13 now. I think it's my oh, 13th right. one. So. Nice. You've done some this, this season? Yeah, yeah, before this one. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. How do, you, how do you think this one's going to go? Do we think this is going to be a, a good, good tight game or one sided? I think it should be quite a good game. Probably, hopefully, quite tight. Um, yeah. The Redskins have been playing better this season, so uh, yeah. it should yeah. be better, closer than it would have been. Yeah. Certainly in the last few weeks, I think they yeah, didn't yeah. start too well, but they've been, they've been, been doing all yeah. right. How do you think your, your particular teams, let's, let's start with the uh, with our, with our Buccaneer. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I'm pretty new to it all, so oh, okay. um, yeah, they don't. They look like they're okay. Hey, that's, I mean, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I don't, can't see them making the playoffs. How about the Seahawks? It can't, uh, can't be going as you probably thought it would do. Well, I don't know really. I mean, 4 one one's not... Not too bad a start. Uh, we always generally start pretty poorly, but yeah. Russell I mean, Wilson's been a little bit cropped, yeah, hasn't he? So. He's been he's always been pretty much injured every week, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, how about the you've, you've got to be you've got to be chuffed. Like, oh yeah, five and eight to start with. Yeah, but it might might also be a peak at the beginning and it's going to go downhill. But uh, I, I personally think you're going to do really well this season. Oh, I think well, uh, I think it's going to be that's a good season. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's kind of strange with Te- Teddy Bridgewater out and uh, Peterson not on the yeah. field as well. So bit of a strange. Season. Yeah, but it's just the defense. I mean, yeah. in my fantasy team, NFL fantasy team, and the Vikings give me loads of points. That's so, it. Uh, yeah. That's good. But then, quite, quite finally, then let's have a uh, have a quick uh, quick go round. What do you think the score's going to be today? Uh, twenty-seven twenty to the Bengals. Oh, that's, that's a that's a popular score. A few people are saying that. Um, I'd say the Bengals, maybe um, 24-17. 24-17. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Bengals, 10 <laughs> 3 Brilliant. Low, low score. Well, clean sleep for the uh, Bengals. Have a good day, guys. Thanks for uh, nice chatting. We've just got home uh, <laughs> from the from Wembley. Uh, how did you think it went? Did you, did you enjoy the game? Yes, I'm, and I'm only hesitating like that as um, those who were paying attention to me during the game, out of view in general, have noticed just quite how um, tense, tense I was. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was the game that wouldn't end, and the Bengals just about managed to hold on for a tie. And I think the the Washington had more momentum towards the end and will feel slightly aggrieved, but equally if um, Nugent had missed an extra point, they could have maybe won the game in, in regular time. It, so, it, everybody it, has a tie and nobody is happy. It definitely could have gone either way and I think, uh, well, everybody everybody thought everybody I spoke to before the game thought it was going to be a close ones, including yourself, so uh, yeah, I suppose that's... Uh... That's that's just how it goes. I, I would have taken being wrong for a nice, comfortable thirty-five, fourteen <laughs> win. I'll take. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Anyway, right. I'm knackered. I'm going to go to bed. Uh, you need to get home. So uh, yeah, I yeah. do indeed.
Yeah, so that was it. The uh, so the uh, the game ended twenty seven twenty seven, even after overtime. So it was the the second week in a row that there's been a uh, a tie, which is extremely rare. Last time there was two two tie games uh, in in consecutive weeks was nineteen ninety seven. So nineteen years uh, since that. So uh, yeah, it was the game that wouldn't end, wasn't it? Yes, um, I'm not sure how your your good wife was feeling sat there next to me going through all the emotions <laughs> next to her. I don't know if she's commented since 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 she was free to speak after I'd gone home. But yeah, it was <laughs> it was a rough watch as a Bengals fan just because there was a lot of nerves and it it was just not coming quite together. And we were surrounded by Washington fans. We were, we absolutely were. In fact, some of which some of whom were, had come over from there. Yes, uh, there were Bengals fans over as well. But yes, it it, it was. It was no. It, it was a fun day. It was interesting. Just ah, uh, it was just frustrating, and it was kind of anxious. It was a different experience for me because usually you can, uh, when I've been to Wembley before, you can sit back and it's relaxing the game, and you can yeah. you know pick up all your things. And it, it, it was a mo- lot more. It's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot more tense, but also it's a bit strange. And I'm sure you've had this when you go to the football. Mm. over here and it's your team you're surrounded by everybody's yours and you're singing and chanting and everybody's got that sense of community and it is a little bit weird where your your team's playing a home game yeah but it's sort of a neutral venue and yeah, so it is. whether it turns out to be a home game or not totally depends on how many traveling fans are there and how the, for everybody else reacts to the game that's going on mm. and it's probably i don't want to get too carried away because you don't know how representative of our little section of the stadium was compared to the rest of the stadium, and it was pretty loud on both sets of defenses towards the end of the game. So yeah, it was it was a great experience, but you know, a worrying one as a Bengals fan, shall we say? <laughs> they put on quite a good show as well. It was uh, they did quite well to, uh, to 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 kind of show what the Bengals were about, I suppose. And uh, a and, terrible, uh, terrible fight song. A, appalling fight song uh, to the point. I'm, I, I, like I mentioned the other day, I'm thinking of making it a. Uh, a, a punishment at the end of the season potentially for uh, I don't know for, if I'm going to get trouble as a Bengals fan you know you, you know, <laughs> is this a beloved fight song but maybe I should put that on Twitter and find it's out it's bloody but... awful whatever it is I don't know it's, it was terrible it was everybody thought the game was going to be uh, was going to be close and, and obviously it was 27-27 in the end um, yeah it was there, was there was a lot of penalties it was quite a clumsy game wasn't it yeah I mean, I mean part of that was just um, I, uh, Josh Norman Mm. I forgot Josh Norman's name there for a moment. <laughs> uh, the ref certainly won't have, or at least his number, because they called it enough times. Um, yeah. Hands to the face. Um, the Bengals have been... It's not just Vontez perfect. There's, there's been some questions about the defence discipline before, and um, when you've got someone like Kirkpatrick, who um, I was talking about before the game, I think, with you saying, saying we wonder how many penalty yards he gave up, and... and then you got Denard with a 15-yard hitting a guy who mm. um, had made a fair catch. I must admit, I missed him making the signal because I was watching I, the line. I'd and seen that, yeah. So I'd turned to you, and it wasn't like I thought it was a blown call. It was just like, I didn't see him signal. But, you know, it, it's a bad play mm. nevertheless. And, yeah. and But it was sort of a bit of like that on both sides. But then it's penalties is one of those things that's getting called a lot, or it feels like a lot this year. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Well, it's 191 yards total this this uh, this game, which was which is crazy. But it's uh, that's kind of yeah, it, it set both teams back, and it was it, it did make for a for a quite a quite a clumsy game. But uh, I think both teams could have won it. Uh, you, they both kind of had the had the opportunities. There was a missed uh, point after 
um, for the Bengals in the fourth quarter and also a missed field goal for the Redskins right in, 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 towards the end of overtime as well. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, it was one of those, one of those games that both teams will feel like they could have won. Um, Kirk Cousins, uh, 458 passing yards throughout this game. So, uh, good, uh, good, good game for him. Obviously, he did have the extra quarter to make a bit of, uh, make a few more yards in, but, uh, yeah, pretty, 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 Respectable game from him. Yeah, we struggled to um, cover uh, line, uh, not linebackers, tight ends. Our linebackers seem to be struggling in coverage a bit, and so they were getting quite a bit of success mm. with them, and also um, on the outside, and it just wouldn't quite come together. Um, part of the problem was our passing rush. Our passing rush, our pass rush, just couldn't get home. The offensive line of Washington w- was just very good at holding up, and so Geno Atkins got in. But a lot of the time, Kirk Cousins has enough time to stand there and find a receiver, and mm. there's only so long even the best of coverage players can hold up. So yeah. that was probably as, as good a reason as any for for their success. But yeah, it's going to be a very competitive. Um, NFC East and I think both teams will have come away frustrated at the tie because Americans are obsessed about winning and losing and, and hate ties but That's I, it. I think there would have been a riot if it was over uh, if it was but, over in America yeah but um I'm sat there and thinking that that's 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 what the British would consider a lucky draw for the um, for the Bengals and a yes. frustrating one for for Washington. I would have suggested. Yeah, well, we both picked the Bengals on this one, and obviously with the uh, with the spread on it, we uh, we both lost, uh, missed out on that one. So another uh, another point gone astray, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's have a look at the rest of the games then. So uh, we'll start in Kansas City, where the uh, the Chiefs took on. Uh, they, well, they're on a bit of a roll, aren't they? They they faced the Indianapolis Colts this weekend in a game which saw the Colts looking to build on some momentum of their own uh, after beating the Titans last week. But unfortunately for them, it wasn't to be. Uh, Chiefs took uh, hold of this game fairly early. Uh, never really looked like losing. They uh, also managed to put six sacks on Andrew Luck. Uh, the final score in this one was thirty fourteen to Kansas City. This is what happens when you don't build an offensive line. <laughs> they are quickly finding out, aren't they? Uh, as are some others this week. We'll, uh, I'm sure, get into. Um, Carolina picked up uh, just their second victory of the season uh, so far this week. Uh, the fatigue factor set in for the Cardinals after their tie last week, uh, and they never really got off the blocks in this one. The Panthers uh, looked like their old selves again as well, running up 24 point lead uh, in just un- with uh, just under three minutes to go in the first half, uh, and with the Cardinals making just 10 running attempts for 24 yards throughout the whole game. Uh, even a good day from Carson Palmer meant that the Arizona Cardinals couldn't keep the pace. Uh, the final score was 30 points to 20 to Carolina. In one of three games which went to overtime, the Raiders and the Buccaneers put on a show in Oakland. Uh, Amari Cooper linked well with his quarterback, receiving 178 of Derek Carr's over 500 passing yards during this game. Uh, the lead in this one changed four times when the uh, Raiders got within field goal range with four seconds to go. It looked like they might take it within regulation time, but it wasn't to be. Uh, and it took a touchdown with just under two minutes to go in overtime to separate the two teams. Uh, the Raiders won this one 30-24. The Saints were making their second trip to London next year to face the Dolphins, uh, but this week uh, they hosted the Seahawks, who looked to bounce back uh, from their tied game last weekend. Uh, they led this one for the majority of the game too, with New Orleans only taking the lead in the fourth quarter. Once they'd taken it though, the Saints never looked back, and despite Seattle getting within 10 yards of a last-second touchdown, uh, they just couldn't get it done. Uh, the final score here was 25-20 to the Saints. And that's the second game I picked up on you due to um, picking strictly on the basis of two teams playing um, a full 
um, overtime quarter. Yes, yeah, I know. The Texans and the Lions both went into their game this weekend in Detroit, 4-3 and three for the early part of the season, but it was the Texans who kept their winning record. Uh, they took control early on and led throughout the game, and even though they, uh, even the lackluster performance from Brock Osweiler didn't stop them from picking up the win. Uh, the Lions thought they still had time to get the win uh, after a field goal with nearly three minutes left put them within a touchdown of the game, uh, but failed to recover the onside kick, and a few runs and a couple of kneels later, Texans had won the game by 20 points to 13. A pretty dominant display from the Patriots saw New England increase their lead at the top of AFC East. Uh, the game this week was against the divisional rifles, the Buffalo Bills, who didn't put up too much of a fight, to be honest, uh, but somehow min- still managed to sack Tom Brady four times. Uh, Brady, incidentally, has now passed for 1,319 yards in just four games since his return. Uh, final score in this one was Buffalo at 25 Patriots 41. There is a lot of serious talk that he's going to um, be a proper candidate for MVP despite missing a quarter of the season this year. It's crazy to think that, isn't it? But I could I could see it happening given how he's playing so far. He's he's something like top 10 in yards despite missing first four, four games. It's crazy. Nuts. Nuts. I would imagine he's better than, uh, than Tannehill after about two. Um, <laughs> G didn't fall asleep in the car on the way to Wembley on Sunday, so he doesn't have to uh, review the Jets' trip to Cleveland, but uh, given the score, he might actually have enjoyed this one. Uh, the Browns actually led this one for uh, the majority of the game until the Jets managed to turn it around uh, towards the end of the third. Neither quarterback looked particularly good, uh, and accuracy was pretty low. Uh, but they showed that if you throw enough of them, you'll make some uh, impressive passing yardage. Uh, it was a close one, but the uh, Browns are still without a win. Uh, final score was 31-28 to the Jets. Uh, they might be without CJ Anderson for what looks like the rest of the season, but the Broncos have still managed to put on a good shift uh, on Sunday against the Chargers. Uh, they didn't make much on the ground, but Trevor Simeon's nearly 300 yards saw them emerge as winners. Uh, it wasn't that the Chargers didn't have, a, have the chances, though. Uh, they, they got within two yards of a touchdown towards the end, uh, but got turned over on downs. Uh, the game ended 27-19 to Denver. Uh, just one point separated the Packers and the Falcons, uh, and one which I know uh, knew would be close when I uh, saw the matchup. Uh, there were seven patch- passing touchdowns uh, between these teams, uh, which will have come to no surprise looking at the quarterbacks and how their uh, offences are doing this year. Um, that being said, Julio Jones was kept uncharacteristically quiet with just 29 receiving yards uh, and an 11-yard touchdown with 31 seconds left sealed this one for the Falcons, with Atlanta winning by 33 points to 32 if anybody's looking for a game to watch this week week before um, the Week 9 kicks games kick in, this would be my recommendation. I really enjoyed this game. Um, yeah. Julio Jones looks to be carrying um, an injury, but the rest of the, def- the offence sort of picked up for him, and Matt Ryan is playing as well as anybody at the moment. It was interesting you said that about Aaron Rodgers, given he's up and down and struggling his performance through the season so far. But actually, in this game, they really were looking back to himself. And Jordy Nelson came alive a bit and caught some good passes. And yeah, definitely um, a very fun game if if you're looking for one to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, on Monday night, uh, the Vikings had a Halloween fright of their own, courtesy of the Bears at Soldier Field. Uh, For the second week in a row, Minnesota's offense uh, were kept to a bare minimum and only managed to uh, double figures thanks to a fourth quarter touchdown. Uh, Jay Cutler was back for the Bears and uh, looked in pretty good shape. Uh, rookie running back uh, Jordan Howard also uh, had the best game of his NFL career so far with 153 yards, also picking up a touchdown. Uh, Chicago ended up winning this one by 20 points to 10. Breaking news. I don't know if you've seen this one, but you, I do know you'd like me to do that fat thing for some reason. But yeah, um, North Turner has resigned as um, the Vikings offensive coordinator. Does that, does that surprise you? 
it does surprise me. I know there's been trouble, but I, I, as much as anything, it's to do with the fact that um, they've got problems on the offensive line at tackle, and so that's really hamstringing what they can do at the moment. But yeah. um, I don't know if there's disagreement. Um, I've only basically seen the headlines and the brief bits and pieces, and Mike Zimmer has said that he's very surprised, which you know, or very, very surprised, which is hardly... Um, a shock given given that this is fairly unusual it's not too often you hear of people being you know of stepping away mid mid season and interestingly north turner's son will stay uh, on the staffers uh, i believe he's a quarterbacks coach but yeah um i'd be curious to see what effect that has on the, the team given that really the problems i think are players rather than anything dramatically badly being done on schematically Mm. Well, we uh, we'll have to see how things pan out for the uh, Vikings because it's been, yeah, it's been a been not a great few weeks for them. I wrote like last week, um, um, where, uh, was slightly concerned about um, whether we were getting to a critical mass with injuries um, after the whole thing with um, the Eagles beating them, and yeah, if the Bears beat you, then yeah, maybe you really do have problems. It's a fumble. Right then, G, it's time for us to have a look at what you've been uh, writing about on the blog this week. Uh, the main thing you looked at was uh, whether the NFL's fundamentally broken. I, uh, I know we talked about this one on Sunday on the uh, way down to Wembley, but I, I really quite enjoy this one. But uh, why don't you uh, explain a little bit how, uh, what, you, what you kind of meant by that? Uh, what, there's been a lot of talk over in the States about um, ratings droppings, and some of it will be to do with the election and the new cycle that's going on over there. But also, yeah. they've had problems with... Um, the NFL game, uh, games, uh, particularly in primetime, not attracting people's attention. And I just feel that, as a fan of a game, it's not that they're all terrible games. I'm finding stuff to be interested, but I can see, certainly for a casual fan, how there might be problems um, with some of the penalties that's going on, the quarterbacking that's going on. There's a whole host of things that, that are, are causing issues. And you've got the NBA, which is as popular as ever, and making a real push and making a lot of money, and you'll notice that they've they've just had, um, or they very much looks like they're going to get a new deal sorted out, a new CBA without any kind of lockout or any problems, because they're making that much money, and they're just looking at um, the NFL and thinking concussions, yeah. uh, what's going on with governorship, maybe we can take them. And one of the bits that I was picking on um, is Mr. Mr. Goodell, because. <laughs> We seem to be getting certain bits wrong that are just systematically bad choices. And the stuff around the domestic violence policy and the way that they're playing discipline and what they're picking up and on and what they're, they're, they're not, it's just it's really not helping the product look the best as it's it's been. And I think it's lots of little things as ever rather than one big thing. But um, I am a fan, and I, you know, I think I wouldn't panic yet. It's a huge sport, but, you know, you need to be putting, making the best decisions, really looking to do the best work you can do in terms of minimising concussions. There's a lot of interesting talk about how basically there's no reason to play football until high school and maybe if you get to play flag football first, they learn to love it before um, kids get hit and, you know, advances in technology. There's a lot of stuff going on that if the game wants to continue to thrive, it looks to need to develop and work on things. And it feels like historically football's been a very conservative sport and I just like to maybe see them be a bit more forward thinking every now and again yeah I don't think like you say I don't think it's particularly in trouble yet but it's uh, yeah it's not uh, looking at its best is it I suppose well Uh, this is the thing is that Roger Goodell I think has been kept because they've kept making money and they had record ratings this actually might be the thing that finally does for him yeah well he's been around for a long while hasn't he yeah but it's if if 
if the product starts to suffer um mm. and in fairness there's new media markets you know the tv ratings are down but that might be because there's more people like us watching it on game pass and yeah, there possibly. are options like that in the states as well and so and you get a lot of people in different cities wanting to watch their team rather than whatever's in the local market so there's a lot as i said it's a complicated thing but definitely something to keep an eye on yeah well uh, one thing i know you're going to be going to be having a look at because we we spoke briefly about it was uh well it's the the, the vikings offense or, or lack of uh, in the last couple of games you're gonna have a look at the uh some of the coaching tape aren't you? yeah you volunteered me to basically go something which i'm fairly certain i know already but yeah yeah certainly <laughs> I, I will watch the vikings and go oh man that offensive line needs help yeah well i think i think you're right there but uh, yeah let's let's see what you see what you see what you manage to come across well uh, for all of that and much more make sure you stay tuned to the blog uh for more from g it can be found at the wrong football.com are you ready for some football? Okay, on to week nine then of the uh, the regular season. So let's have a look at our picks, which uh, and hopefully we'll we'll do a little better than we uh, than we than we have in the last couple of weeks. Or certainly I will. I hope I will. I'm, I hope you you don't. But uh, yeah. <laughs> with the with the, uh, the I'd be the happy to improve on eight and five. That's fine well, by me. Well, uh, well, that's it. Well, after after this week, you're at fifty three and I'm at forty nine. So we were tied. So I'm a bit annoyed that I've uh, I've lost all that ground in one week. It's um, that it's that high variance strategy of mine coming into play again sorry about that yeah. <laughs> well Thursday night uh, starts these uh, these games off again another colour rush one uh, is the uh, the Buccaneers hosting the Falcons Tampa Bay versus Atlanta uh, three and a half points given to the Buccaneers I still personally think the Falcons will take this yeah I, I was my new regime says unless there's a, lot, a good points reason or a good team reason to pick it and, and I'm slightly worried because I believe this is a divisional game and so yeah. The Buccaneers are used to playing the Falcons, and it is in Tampa, but the Falcons, I think, are a better team. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Cowboys and Browns. This is a, this has got a big swing on it. Seven and a half points given to the Browns. Uh, I, still, I still don't think that's probably enough. I really think the Cowboys team are very good, and yes. um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm going Cowboys. Yes. I, I here's, a, here's a prediction for you. I think the Cowboys might be Super Bowl bound. They're Sorry. as good as any Sorry. team in the <laughs> NFL. No, no, don't don't be. They're as good a team in the NFC. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I think I think that's not a bad shout at all. Yeah. Um, the third game then, Detroit Lions uh, making the, uh, the the trip to Minnesota to face the Vikings. Another divisional game. Uh, yes. I think this line is off. I think this line is off. The Vikings are giving up six and a half points with they that are. offense. I just I just don't see that. Neither do I. I. I think this. Will, I think I'm going to be picking the Lions on this. I'm not saying that the Vikings can't win this game, but I just think that line is 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 not often you sit there and think oh, I'm not sure about that line. I am not yeah. sure about that line. Well, I'm not sure about how I'm going to pick this next one. Um, the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Now it's it's eight and a half points taken from the Chiefs. I'm, I'm part of me is actually thinking Jaguars. You're thinking the sneaky back door. Blake Bortles always seems to, to get yeah. a few garbage time points and keep it a bit close. Yeah, close. no, I can see that logic. Whether I'm going to go with it, I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I'm having the same thoughts at the moment. Mm. It's a difficult one, that. It's a really, really tough line. But yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Um, Jets and Dolphins. With Dolphins are back after our bye week. Uh, of course, I'm going to be going for the Dolphins. Uh, we get 3.3.5 points taken off us. That's quite respectful. I don't know, because um, the Jets beat the Browns. Yeah, they did. And for a lot of the game, they weren't. So I might that's join good, you on Dolphins. I, that's I, a good, I, good point. I might I, just enjoy joy cheering for JOJ. 
Yes, please do. That's it. Please cheer for the local guy, localish. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, a very tenuous, but we want to have a Brit in the NFL. So you know, we'll, yeah. we'll take what we can get. We'll take we'll take anything we can get. And if he's anything offensive, player of the week for another another uh, another week, then all the better. Um, Eagles Giants, another divisional game. Oof, two and a half points given to the Eagles. I kind of like the Eagles in this. Yeah, I think I do. I'm I'm not convinced by the Giants at all. Um, they've been very up and down, and I'm just just not sure they beat a Rams team, but they didn't exactly look convincing doing it, and the Rams haven't been convincing. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm going uh, Eagles on that as well. Uh, it sounds like we've got a few, uh, quite a few similar picks this week. Um, Steelers Ravens. This is just a straight who's going to win, and this should not be as difficult in, in any other season. This would not be be this difficult. I don't think. Yeah, uh, part of this depends. As I'm hearing a lot of things about how Ben Roethlisberger is going to make one of his amazing half-time uh, comebacks and play in this game. I'm not so sure about that. Mm. The Ravens just just look disjointed and haven't been hitting in enough draft recently. So I'm sort of leaning Steelers. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think you know the Patriots game was just an awful game for them to lose Roethlisberger for. But I, I just think in this one they've this is a divisional game. It's tight, but I think they've got got enough. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Panthers are going to be looking to uh, to string a couple of wins together for the first time this year. Um, they're two and five now. They're playing the Rams, who are only three and four, uh, and they and the Rams are given another, given three and a half points. Again, that's another very respectful uh, point thing for the for the Rams. I don't, I mean, we just look to be having the Rams go seven and nine. Um, the Panthers. I'm not sure how much of them was resurgent and how much was um, fatigue for the Seahawks after, after that full overtime session. Very so good point. I, I, I'm a little suspect of that. I don't want to read too much into the Panthers, but I'm really going to have to study up on that one. I trust the Panthers a bit more, I think, possibly, but they've been terrible this year. It yeah. depends whether that defensive line stays playing as it did last week. Hmm, I think I'm going with the Panthers on this one. Uh Saints 49ers is the uh, the next game three and a half points given to the 49ers uh, that's not enough is it not for me Saints on the road um, yeah. I need to look at uh, I, I will look at some statistics just to see how they're doing in DVOA and, and take a call on that but yeah I think I'd lean that way because I'm not sure who the 49ers are going to beat this season but mm. they've got a win so they're not going to go um, 0 and 16 but they're not they're they're not in a good place at the moment. No, I, I'm going with the Saints on this on this particular line. I think Colts Packers six and a half points given to the Colts. That's a lot of points. I have faith in Andrew Luck to T. Y. Hilton, and that might be just enough to keep it close than that. But that said, it is in Lambeau Field, and the Packers did look good this week. The Packers D is good, and the Colts offense gave up four or five sacks. Yeah, this week. So. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go Green Bay. Um, I also think that uh, the Titans are going to have a, a, a another good week. Um, I think the Titans, Titans, Chargers. I think they, uh, seeing how Titans did last week, I know I don't want to read too much into it, but you know, given given this, uh, given how they how they did, I think they might they might do the Chargers this week. They might. But, hmm. See, I think they might keep it under five and a half. But um, I quietly, I still like this Chargers team. Are you going for the sneaky cover? 
uh, well, that would be the Titans, but the, the Chargers are just got Philip Rivers. They've they quietly had a good draft. Hunter Henry's looked very good, good as, as a replacement tight end. A couple of pieces on defense. Joey Bosa is certainly looking very good, and mm. and I think they're suffering from being in a much tougher division. And so I I want to be wary. Yes, I think the Titans are better certainly better than last year and they're doing you know in a four and four but in the division they're in compared to what the Chargers are facing I think the Chargers might be a better team yeah by a chunk but how big a chunk is the bit that concerns me that's it uh well Broncos Raiders is another one that wouldn't ever usually be as close can we watch as, as this please can we watch yes, this we, please yes we can you, you're picking another late night uh, Sunday game well they are meant to be the best <laughs> ones but but tell me you're not interested in Broncos Raiders no this this is going to be a good game this um, who do you think is going to win I'm going to find this one really hard hard to call I think as much as anything I'm going to enjoy watching the Raiders offense and Carr who everybody's talking about his last you know his end of game for it's this week and how good he's looking as a quarterback um yeah. going against that broncos defense um i think at home with that offensive firepower the, the raiders might just sneak it but mm. um the, the flip side of that is their defense has not been good at all and trevor simeon has got some stuff going i might go broncos just because i, I keep getting bitten every time i pick against them <laughs> Yeah, Broncos for me. Broncos for me. This one. Uh, the final game of the uh, the week is Monday night, uh, and it is the Seahawks hosting the Bills. Uh, Seahawks get seven and a half points taken off. That is a lot, given given that they're playing the Bills, who actually haven't looked that bad. Yeah, yes, except that, that they've looked bad ever since um, Shady McCoy's pulled his hamstring, and I'm not yeah. sure he'll be back. And this is in Seattle, home of the famous um, um, 12th man and, and all the noise. And it does seem a lot of points, but yeah, no, it does seem a lot of points because their offense is not good. I was trying to mm. make the case and do the devil's advocate <laughs> thing, but I don't know. I don't like picking on anything to do with Rex Ryan's teams because I just never feel I have a handle of them. It just yeah. too much ill discipline, and, and I don't trust that offense. But that, equally, I don't trust the Seahawks. So it might be like at Bills because I don't trust the Seahawks to win by that much. That's pretty much it. I think it's the Bills for me. Let's uh, yeah. Let's let's see if we if we get another uh, week quite as uh, quite as interesting and strange in results as this. I felt that one way up here. Well, that's what we've got time for again in this episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we're back again with you next week, looking back at week nine and ahead to week ten of the regular season. In the meantime, make sure you uh, like and subscribe to the podcast to get it delivered straight to your inbox every Thursday night. Uh, and also make sure you check out the blog to keep up with what G's up to uh, during the week. That's at thewrongfootball.com. If you want to get in touch, please make sure you uh, either drop us an email to twfpodcast at outlook.com or find either G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at twfdan. Thanks for listening and We'll see you again next week. Insert package. Giggity.